It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Welcome one, welcome more, welcome all into a brand new edition of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I'm your host, T-O-Double-D, and today is not just any episode of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. It is the anniversary show as it marks one year that Random Thoughts and Best Regards has been in existence. That's right, the first episode of this show dropped May 8th, 2020, and here we are one year later, 48 episodes in to Random Thoughts and Best Regards, and it has been my absolute pleasure, and without a doubt, the most fun and fulfilling podcast that I have done to date. Uh, I love doing this show, and... um, giving it to all of you and all of you supporting it, listening to it, and um, I I can't thank everyone who constantly appears on this show, uh, you know, from from Shinju, Ricardo, Marvin, Terrence, Dana, Matt, Donnie, Sarah, Saul, um, you know, just so many people have just repetitively shown up and and just given really their, their always, always give their best effort every time they show up and really make this show what it is and so special. I I just can't thank them all enough for being part of that. And and one of those names that I mentioned there, uh, Saul, he will be joining us later on in the show. Uh, It will be a uh, conversation about his New York Knicks and the NBA playoffs and uh, the turnaround in the Knicks season and where they're currently sitting in the standing. So we'll talk a lot about that uh, with Saul later on. Today's show is kind of going to be a mixture. Uh, Since it is an anniversary show, I decided to do something a little bit different. Uh, There will be new content, but as well with that new content, we are going to have a mixture of some old uh, memorable clips from the first two seasons, the first year of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. So uh, we'll have some new content there with Saul later on when he joins us and uh, we break down the turnaround for the New York Knicks this season. Uh, but we're also going to have a mixture of some old flashback content from uh, earlier episodes of Random Thoughts and Best Regards over the last year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great show uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I hope all the moms out there had a great Mother's Day this past Sunday. I hope everybody was able to, um, if if able to, um, I hope they were able to spend some time with their with their moms. I wish them a happy Mother's Day. I know I was able to spend the day with my mom and and have a really nice uh, dinner and and spend some quality time with her. And you know, um, with my mom especially and and her health condition, uh, every time we kind of reach these these moments are special to me because to be honest, I just I just never know. I, I never know um when it could be the last one so uh whether you know it be it be christmas or a significant day um like mother's day i always make sure i always appreciate it anyway but now especially uh i really just appreciate them and, and as the calendars you know turn year after year and, and as my mom uh, you know continues um to battle with her health issues and do a great job i mean she's she's my mom's a champ um, but uh, every, every time we get past another one of these these mile markers, uh, such as Mother's Day, uh, and I'm lucky and blessed enough uh, to still have her in my life, it's, uh, it's very special. So I really appreciated being able to spend the time with my mom this past week. Um, and of course, a very happy Mother's Day to Jonah's mom out there. Um, even though we are not together, that, that doesn't mean that uh, I don't 
love and appreciate the fact that she gave me the greatest gift ever in my son. So uh, very happy Mother's Day to Jonah's mom out there as well. And to all your moms, all the listeners of the show, a very happy Mother's Day to your moms. Because after all, they, they carried you, they put you on this earth. And because of that, you're able to listen to my show. So a big hug and a kiss to all your moms out there um, for 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 raising you right and uh, putting you on this earth so that you can listen to some random thoughts and the best regards. I'm sure she put you on this earth for some other reasons as well, um, but uh, I am thankful for the fact that she put you on this earth so you can listen to some random thoughts and best regards. As I said, again, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a little different. Um, like I said, when, when you hear Saul coming up later on in the show, that is that is new content. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs and the New York Knicks, uh, but there'll also be a mixture of some flashback content. So speaking of that, out of the break, when we come back, you are going to hear the very first segment that aired on Random Thoughts and Best Regards. That's right. We'll take you back to Season 1, Episode 1, which dropped on May 8th, 2020, and you will hear the Seinfeld script segment. That is the very first segment in the history of Random Thoughts and Best Regards, uh, and that will drop right after this break. So stick and stay. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll take a, a trip in the time machine, to the very first segment of Random Thoughts and Best Regards, the Seinfeld script. And then after that, Saul will be joining us and we will talk about the New York Knicks. All this and more on this very special anniversary episode of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. Stick and stay. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a short, short. A couple things, I guess, if, if you want to know me. Um, I just talked about my son, Jonah. Uh, for, first and foremost, uh, I'm Jonah's dad. I'm a Kansas Jayhawk. Uh, I love all things Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Muhammad Ali, and Godzilla. Uh, so that, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of Todd right there. That, that's what you need to know. Uh, so kind of on that note, recently, and again, it could be all the, all the downtime, um, but I'm a, I'm a big, as I mentioned, big Seinfeld fan. Uh, I've read several different books. Uh, you, could, you could definitely call me a Seinfeld aficionado. I've, I've seen every episode probably a hundred times over already. Um, and anybody who, who personally knows me and, and is close to me knows uh, constant quotes, t-shirts, uh, I'm constantly reading books. I'm just a complete and utter uh, junkie for Seinfeld. Everything, everything Seinfeld, uh, the 90 TV series, for those of you who don't, don't know, although I do think mostly everybody is pre- pretty familiar with Seinfeld nowadays because it's such a huge cultural hit. Um, but again, the, the Seinfeld sitcom was back in the 90s, late 80s, uh, 88, 89 uh, was the pilot season, and then, um, you know, in, into the 90s, um, you'll see Jerry Seinfeld now doing Comedian in Cars on Netflix, uh, he's also got a few comedy specials now on Netflix, but uh, just a huge fan of all things Seinfeld. So anyway, not to get too far off track here, um, kind of in this Seinfeld obsession or, or, or world. I mean, as I mentioned, I, I've got about like five or six books on the show that I've read. Um, I've got t-shirts. I've got some artwork. Uh, I got to thinking the other day, what would be really cool to have? And I started to do a little research and I was thinking I would love to get my hands on a Seinfeld script. Now this, you can get reprinted ones pretty easily, you know, like 12, 15 bucks a pop, you can get reprinted ones. But I was like, boy, I'd really love 
to have an original Seinfeld script. I think that would be an awesome uh, kind of conversation piece uh, to have in, in an office or, or a den, um, you know, along with some of my other um, Seinfeld pieces of art that I have. Uh, so I started to do some research and then I started looking up scripts and um, they're not cheap. I can tell you that they're autographed, so that that kind of definitely ups the price. But most, a lot of the original scripts, again, as a, you can get reprinted ones, which I still may do, uh, and I, but I still may, I'm, I'm on the fence. I still may wind up getting uh, an original one that's autographed. Um, a lot of them uh, go for pretty high dollars. <laughs> it, it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, so I again started some research. Uh, I found the Marble Rye script, uh, which was autographed, and that goes for $1,454.99. Um, and also the uh, Sponge, if you remember Elaine's Are You Sponge Worthy episode, it's called the Sponge episode. Uh, that one also goes uh, around $1,500. Um, a really cool one, definitely out of my price range, uh, but you want to talk about a conversation piece. A really cool one is I found a script for the pilot episode and the entire cast uh, also along with Larry David who was a co-creator with Jerry Seinfeld uh, so a pilot script uh, autographed by the entire cast and Larry David goes for $5,090.99 um, so that's um, that would be something that I would love to have, uh, but that's definitely out of my my price range. Um, if you remember the Big Salad episode, uh, there's a Big Salad script floating out there uh, that is autographed by uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Julia Louise Dreyfus, and Larry David. That one goes for about seventeen hundred. Uh, but the ones that I started to kind of hone in and, and look at, the first one I found, I was like, oh, okay, um, everybody knows the soup Nazi, no soup for you. Um, that's one of the most famous Seinfeld episodes, uh, one of the most quoted Seinfeld episodes. Um, so a uh, soup Nazi, soup Nazi, excuse me, script uh, autographed by Jerry goes for uh, $944.99. Uh, but then I found one, and this one kind of, this is the one that kind of stuck with me, and I'm kind of like, hmm, hmm, this one's kind of like the carrot in front of the donkey. Uh, I found a pilot script autographed just by Jerry so just an original pilot script from that first episode signed by Jerry for $908 and it's tantalizing me and calling my name um so yeah I don't know because again it's definitely not it's definitely not a necessity it's it's a want uh as my little niece <laughs> once told me in a supermarket it's okay Uncle Todd I don't need it it's a it's a want, not a not a need. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. It's a want, not a need, uh, and especially in this time, um, you want to kind of watch every every penny that you're spending. So I'm not saying that I'm I'm gonna go out and, and buy this tomorrow, uh, but it's definitely on my radar and it's definitely calling my name. It's a it's a signed uh, script from the pilot by Jerry Seinfeld, nine hundred eight dollars and ninety nine cents. Um, but again, too, like I mentioned, the pilot. Uh, script with the entire cast autograph is $5,000. That's just crazy. That just goes to show you how lucrative this franchise has been. I, I mean, the we all know Jerry's net worth is, is astronomical, uh, especially now with this new Netflix. Net, Netflix. Ooh, excuse me, tongue-tied. I haven't done a po podcast in a while, 
so you gotta bear with me. Um, this new Netflix deal that he signed, uh, he's even more wealthy than, than he was before, but the just the amount of, of money um, that Seinfeld brings in, uh, the franchise Seinfeld brings in is just crazy. I mean, we're just talking about scripts. We're just talking about paper scripts here, and, and most of them are, are up in the thousands. That's how, that's how much um, a part of American culture and, and part of the pop fabric that Seinfeld is. Um, it is truly, there'll be a lot of arguments for, you know, what was the greatest sitcom out there, um, but it's hard to, it's hard to put up an argument against Seinfeld when you see the amount of money that it generates in, in reruns. And again, I think roughly, I, I want to say Seinfeld went off the air in 98. 1998. I know all things Seinfeld. I should know this like the back of my hand, right? But I believe it went off in 98, um, and it's still making a killing in, in reruns. I, I mean, TBS, it's it's on t- TBS all the time, pretty much. Um, but it also airs locally on affiliates um, in a lot of markets still. So it's it's just a a, a cash making machine. Um, you know, everybody has gone on to continued success after that. So, you know, obviously Larry David's out there now doing Kirby Enthusiasm, another show which I'm crazy about, but that'll be another show for another day. We'll talk some Larry David. Um, but yeah, I mean, Seinfeld, I don't know if anybody has uh, their great Seinfeld moments or their great Seinfeld episodes. If you're a fan, I would definitely love to hear them. Um, for me, and again, this is in no particular order, but a lot of my favorite episodes, I'll give you a few of my favorite episodes, and some of them are, are more common than others, but uh, I mean, how could you not love the Frogger episode? Everybody knows the Frogger episode. Uh, holes! I need holes! Uh, that is one of my favorite uh, of parts when uh, George needs an outlet. And earlier in the show, they, uh, the guy who was helping him, <laughs> the guy that Kramer, <laughs> the electrician that Kramer hooked him up with to... Um, to get this Frogger machine out of the pizza place where him and Jerry grew up uh, and and across the street or back to his apartment he was referring to an outlet and the electrician referred it to holes he wanted to know where the holes were um, so George says you mean the outlet and then later on turns out they're in need I'm not going to tell you the whole episode you can go and look it up yourself if you want but later on it turns out they're in need of an outlet and uh, George, George needs an outlet, and nobody knows what he's talking about. And he goes, holes! I need holes! Um, so just great stuff. That's, that's one of my favorite episodes of the Strike episode, which more people would know that as the Festivus episode, the famous Festivus. It's a Festivus for the rest of us, uh, where George's father creates his own, own holiday. Um, but even that culturally has caught on. I mean, Festivus is a thing now that, that people recognize right before... Um, Christmas. It's, I think, the 22nd of December, 22nd or 23rd. It's right before uh, Christmas Eve. But yet people recognize Festivus now. Again, this is such a huge part of our, our pop culture. Uh, the Strike episode, though, is one of my favorites. Uh, there's a pen episode where Jerry goes down to visit his parents. And the neighbor comes over and the neighbor has the astronaut pen. And he gives it to Jerry and then lets everybody know that he gave it to Jerry. And Jerry's parents try to guilt him into giving it back. This episode has influenced me so much and my love of Seinfeld that I can tell you I myself personally own two astronaut pens. I can also tell you that I penned the rundown for this show with one of those astronaut pens. Absolutely love the astronaut episode, or excuse me, absolutely love the pen episode and the astronaut pens. And they really are great pens. 
and they really do. That's one of the reasons why um, I tend to write shows or, or rundowns or even things when I'm out doing uh, doing play-by-play or, or basketball games. I tend to bring my astronaut pen with me because it can write in any situation, uh, which when you're in our media industry, sometimes that's necessary. Uh, so the pen episode is, is one of my favorites. The Calzone episode where George is bringing um, George Steinbrenner, his boss, calzones every day and Kramer's putting his clothes in the oven to heat them up uh, just a great episode and then the Chinese restaurant episode that's an older one uh, I don't know if a lot of people would be from as familiar with that one but that one is so good that particular episode uh, Jerry Elaine and George go to a Chinese takeout or to a Chinese restaurant and they're waiting for a table there's no tables they're starving it's taking forever to get a table somebody walks in in front of them gets a table so there's this whole thing they keep going to the hostess well anyway george is expecting a phone call from his girlfriend goes to the host of the restaurant says somebody calls please let me know phone call comes in host at the uh, stand yells cartwright cartwright nobody answers george goes up eventually says hey i'm waiting for a phone call has anybody called the host says yeah I called you. I said, Cartwright, Cartwright. George goes, who's Cartwright? And he goes, you, you're Cartwright. Um, so it just, it's it's a great, it's a great episode. George is saying, no, I'm Costanza. Uh, it's great. Uh, I highly recommend it. Again, it's an older episode. Um, so it, I don't know if it airs as much on TBS uh, or some of the affiliate stations because they tend to kind of jump around a little bit and now they, they don't play the episodes all in succession. Um, but if you can find a Chinese restaurant episode, that, that's a good one. So to, uh, to kind of wrap, put a bow on that and my, my mass Seinfeld fandom, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about investing in an original Seinfeld script. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I should just get a, a, a reprinted one for like 12, 15 bucks. I mean, it's still a cool conversational piece. Or um, if I should really... I'm, I'm such a fan though and I think anybody who knows me man to have a to have a the pilot script um, autographed by Jerry man for for nine hundred and eight dollars that's that's tempting that that's that's calling my name so I gotta think on that one uh. hi I'm Dana and you might remember me from such random thoughts and best regards episodes as the great British bake-off and explaining true crime Todd is as handsome as they come and has a voice to match and you're listening to random thoughts and best regards Listen to in over a dozen countries on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. Go listen, laugh. All right, I know I always bring this up just about every time this guy shows up on the show, but uh, after all, this is, we are coming up on the one year mark for random thoughts and best regards so this is considered like the anniversary episode so who better than to bring on right now than than the guy who really got got the ball rolling and encouraged me to do this um but we're not we're not here so much to talk about that but we're, we're going to talk about his his special moment in the sun right now with his basketball team but as always welcome a man who is largely responsible for this show and uh <laughs> one one of my good buddies and the one of i i you know what i'm gonna say the 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 only guy I enjoy sharing the broadcast booth with, Solly. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Hey, man, you're you're you know what? Thank you, and you're giving me way too much credit, my friend. <laughs> way too much credit. You are. I mean, you're doing this all on your own. So I, I mean, I could, 
I, I could I could share the broadcast booth with somebody else, and and it might be okay, and it might be good. But seriously, who else is going to tell the stories that, that we tell? Right? It's, like, it's never. It's 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 not. It's not it's nothing you're, like what we. You're do, not you gonna. I mean. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get those Mookie Blaylock quality stories or those Carmelo Anthony sock quality stories that, <laughs> that you and I. That 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 you and I deliver every time. So so how you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm doing well. How are you doing? How you been? I'm 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 doing well. Hanging hanging in there. Um, you know, we're both uh, we're both fully vaccinated now, so that's good. Yes, that is, I'm I'm very excited about that. How did uh, you know what? How did you feel afterwards? Uh, did you it's, get any side effects? So or anything? really weird. I had like so, I, I'm gonna say I had like no side effects. Um, pretty much, I was a little tired that day. So the day I got it, I was a little tired. Um, like around three o'clock, I got it in the morning. I think I got it like eight forty-five. Um, literally walked through. You you went to the same place as me. Literally, I yeah. it was for me. It was funny because it was the day they stopped uh, Johnson and Johnson, so they weren't even doing first shot Johnson and Johnson there. So it was just literally the the second shot uh, Pfizer people. So yeah. I literally just walked through that whole like walking speed to that whole entire queue. <laughs> Sat yeah. down, got my shot, and left. Like I was in and out. Um, I got a little tired at like. 3.30 in the afternoon, took a solid two-hour nap, which was fantastic, was completely braced, completely braced to feel um, like shit the next day because, um, I mean, Shintus had Pfizer and it put him on his ass for two days. A friend of mine had Pfizer, put her on her ass for like a day and a half. So I was fully waiting for it to hit me. I woke up the next morning, dude. The only thing I had was for about like an hour, it felt like both, which is weird that it was both of my shoulders, but it felt like both of my shoulders had been like dislocated. Like that's how much my <laughs> shoulder joints hurt. But then I was good to go the rest of the day. Like I was really surprised that I didn't have I mean, I was glad. Don't get me wrong. I was glad I didn't have any uh, any of the things that other people have had. How'd it go for you, um, dude? Pretty much the same on the nap part. I uh, mm-hmm. both times on the first <laughs> shot and the second Pfizer shot. Uh, all I did was get really sleepy and tired, and around the afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, and um, and then that was pretty much it, minus the arm soreness. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I, I guess they go, I don't know. They stick that needle pretty deep in there. Or <laughs> they, they go, they go deep. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was like, I was, you know, that's the only thing that I just never, I've never expected. It was like, oh my god, I can't really pick up my arm for like, you know, let's see, like the first part, the first half of the day, you know, I'm okay. Then the next day, it's just like, oh man, my arm, all right, I can't really move it up too much. So it is what it is. Putting deodorant sucked, you know. But hey, yeah. uh, first world problems. You know what? I, yeah. What do you? What do you do? There was, yeah, there was a point, sorry, there was a point where uh, on the ride home, um, I was driving home and I got to, this is going to be pointless for anybody who doesn't live around here, but I got to about (laughs) Hiawassee um, and my arm felt dead, like my left arm felt dead, like, um, but then like that went away after like five minutes, like it felt kind of like numbish or whatever, heavy, like very heavy. And then yeah. it did, that just went away after five minutes. Yeah, uh, I, and, but I did have some soreness, like you said. But it wasn't honestly; it wasn't too too bad. No, it wasn't bad. I uh, I, I so I had called out that day for work for you know mm-hmm. just to get the shot. Um, I requested it off, whatever, put my time in, and then uh, the next two days I just decided to take off as well. <laughs> I, I like, did the same thing. Know? Oh my god, we're so alike. I did <laughs> the same thing. So I took the. Just- 
I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna, am I gonna feel bad? I'm gonna feel all right. Hey, you know yeah. what? I, I think I feel fine. So it was, it was just perfect, and uh, I played some 2K all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to get the arm loose. You got, you know, you got to get stuff. You got to get the arm loose. You got to get movement going, and really, you know. I start better with the way fingers than and the wrist. There you, you know, go, right? <laughs> you know, it all gets all those all those antibodies and stuff get moving through the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I did. I did the same thing, dude. I was like, side effects or no side effects. I'm yeah. taking this. I'm taking this time just just in case. I was um, milking it. I'm like, I did my part for this country yeah. and for everybody. Right. Here. We 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 earned it. Hey, if if we would have had side effects, we would have needed it. So why not then? The fact that we didn't have side effects, why not reward ourselves and enjoy that time to do something, you know, fun and rewarding, exactly. like two K. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> did I like you win the way your you think there, pal? I like the way you did, think. <laughs> did you win your two K games at least? Oh, dude, I'm I'm a master at two K. But this is the thing, you know, I only play the the my league i played a couple times online against other people okay. mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll be 100 percent honest it's like 50 50 because okay. if i do win it's like i barely win mm-hmm. and when i lose boy i'm getting blown <laughs> out like my the brakes blown out the game just like, oh, no, no, I don't, I'm, I'm that kid that just wants to restart it but it doesn't matter whoops who hit that reset button <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> oh, oh what happened yeah uh, no, uh, I don't know. I, you know, just reset. Just, uh, oh, I lost power. Oh, my, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm lagging. I'm lagging. Sorry. <laughs> Bad. But yeah, so it's fun. Good. Good times. Good stuff. So let's. The real world uh, when Oof. it comes to basketball. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about. I won't. I won't be able to do it. Uh, I won't be able to give it an intro that you probably would. But uh, as you like to say, orange and blue skies forever. Let's go ahead and talk about your New York Knickerbockers, who are sitting in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but a record of thirty-seven and thirty. And what I want to talk about, we can we can talk about many things about the Knicks, but the main specific reason why I wanted you on today's episode is Sal, tell me why it is that nobody is talking about the Knicks and nobody is talking about the turnaround. Nobody's talking about the fact that the New York Knicks are sitting in fourth place. They're not even just a fringe playoff team. We're not even talking about them being a fringe playoff team. They are sitting in fourth place. They will have, if this holds, home court advantage in one of the playoff series. Why is nobody talking about the Knicks in the same vein? Let's let's let, so over in the Western Conference, everybody's darling is the Phoenix Suns right now and the turnaround that they've had. And mm-hmm. okay, you know we've got we've got the veteran Chris Paul that everybody wants to see do well. And yeah, okay, forty-eight wins is impressive. You know that the, they've got ten more wins than the Knicks out there in the Western Conference, but. Why is nobody talking about the Knicks? What was the... Uh, I'm trying to see here, and, and, and I'll tell you here in a second. So the Suns last year were 34 and 39. Mm-hmm. The Knicks last year were 21 and 45. <laughs> um, listen, I, I, I know I know why people want to talk about the, the Phoenix Suns, and it's because they have... Uh, a huge superstar like uh, Devin Booker. Booker, yeah. And and that's the thing, you know. And then you put the point guard Chris Paul in the mix, 
and you mm-hmm. think you oh, know, I like I like that the point guard. Oh, he is. I, I mean, like, I'm I telling like, you, I like he it. really is. And uh, you know, you put you put him out there in the mix, and, and you think, all right, maybe uh, he'll get him the playoffs. They'll be uh, a, a fifth through eighth seed. Mm-hmm. And instead, you have Chris Paul playing like an MVP right now. Yeah. Um, and you know, def- I, I would say top three MVP candidate. And my MVP candidates mm-hmm. are, I, I mean. Uh, I might I might be a little biased when I when I drop them you know a little later but it is what it is, um, and yeah and that's why we want to talk about them because it's an aging Chris Paul with a team uh, you know with a Devin Booker's team, and you have a uh, DeAndre Ayton out there who's putting up great numbers and Chris mm-hmm. Paul does that with big guys you know every time he's got yeah. a decent center look what he did with Tyson Chandler uh, back in New Orleans back in, in in the day and whatever you know so on and so forth what he did with Nerlens Noel when he was in Houston. Um, so th- that that's kind of why, but I don't mind it because I, I think uh, I think enough people are talking um, it, to me, anyways. But mm-hmm. everybody loves to hate on him, and that's what it is for yeah. some reason. And I don't know why, but everybody loves to hate on the Knicks. And and then I, I, I always you... get this: I, I get a lot of people that'll be like, "Oh, because they know I'm a big Knicks fan," and um, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, you know, uh, the Knicks suck, blah blah," just for no reason out of nowhere and then they'll be like oh but it's good that they're good for the NBA and you know this that and the third and I'm over here thinking like just, just shut up you know you don't you <laughs> why would you even say do you watch anything that's happening like my man Todd said we're fourth in the east right now we'll host the home playoff series if we keep it this way yeah. 37 and 30 7 and 3 in our last 10 I mean when granted we've lost our last two but they've been tough games on the road so hey it is what it is we got a tough one today against the Clippers uh, you know what? If people don't talk about him, I'm fine. Have him fly under the radar. Uh, we don't have a huge superstar, you know, and it's the mecca of basketball. So I think that's that's probably the main reason. Okay, I will say this though: um, you don't have you don't have a huge star, but you have uh, Julius Randle, who is playing motivated basketball, and. You know, Julius Randle came into the league with a lot of potential, and a lot of people would say maybe flopped. Um, but I feel like right now, Julius Randle is paying dividends and is playing motivated, solid basketball. And kind of the, the, the I don't want to say the twilight of his career because he's got some years left still. Um, so you're getting that. You're getting, to me, you're getting the most out of Julius Randle than anybody's ever gotten in the NBA. So I think that's important. And then RJ Barrett. Um, you know, is he, he's he came out of Duke highly touted. It is crazy to think when you look at him. Honestly, when I sit and watch the highlights now, Sal, it's crazy to think that you know he was playing his high school basketball right down the road from us at Mount Bird. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's um, but you know, I think so. You may not have a super some pieces there that are are kind of paying off. You're getting again. We talk about Julius Randle getting dividends out of Julius Randle, Derek Rose. Um, you know, a guy who's who's fought to stay alive in the NBA and, and you know, uh, maybe, you know, with the injuries and everything else, his career didn't necessarily pan out in a superstar fashion, but obviously is gelling well with that team. So there are a lot of good things in place. And at what point, I mean, you tell me, at what point do we start talking about Thibodeau as, as, a, as a coach of the year, potentially? Well, you that right there, you nailed it on the head. He's, he's definitely the reason why this team is... Uh... I would say uh, producing the way they have been. I don't want to say they mm-hmm. they, they have overproduced um, because I, I think this is what exactly what they were capable of. Um, and this is what I saw uh, from Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett 
uh, last year, you know, if they took mm-hmm. that next step. Because you're right, Julius Randle uh, drafted seventh out of Kentucky. My man broke his leg in his first NBA mm-hmm. game. You know, a lot of people don't remember that. And yep. A lot of people also don't remember he's only 26 years old. Yeah. Like, that's that's still pretty freaking young. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, so if he can keep this up, um, you know, we'll see We'll see what happens. Obviously, the Knicks are going to re-sign him uh, for next season. But, yeah, Tom, Tom Thibodeau is definitely the, uh, the reason why I believe uh, this Knicks team is doing what it's doing because – He's just the right coach. And and kudos to him. Huge kudos because we're talking about Tom Thibodeau, who is an old school, who we've always known as an old school minded head coach. You know, we remember Tom Thibodeau on the Bulls, uh, Mm -hmm. fiery, yelling all the time. You know, you wouldn't think that he would adapt because I'll tell you what, in the last, I want to say maybe six to seven years, the NBA player. And, and, and the NBA coach, like that dynamic between them has changed dramatically. Absolutely. And yep, great I, point. I, I never thought I would see something like that where, you know, you would think like, man, the, these guys are still great coaches that, that could still offer offer something to a team. Um, but, hey, they might have to switch up their style because these kids coming into the league now are completely different than, mm-hmm. than, the, than the player coming in, you know, seven, eight years ago prime example unfortunately the situation that we have in indiana playing out i'm so glad you brought them up i was and gonna get to go ahead go ahead and tell that yeah because I, I was gonna mention a few teams in a minute but go, go ahead i'll let you stay yeah, on this train because because it's it's uh it's it's borderline embarrassing and and you mm-hmm. want to think of the pacers who probably the last you know I, i'd probably say maybe the last like five or six years have kind you know, especially after they let they let go of Paul George, the Paul George trade happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they were still, you know, a top uh, six or seven team in the East yeah. with Nate McMillan at the helm. Yep. Um, unfortunately, they had way too many injuries, but they didn't. They brought in the right moves, like Malcolm Brogdon. They brought in, uh, uh, well, you know, they, Miles Turner, who who mm-hmm. started playing excellent, you know, in the post for them and um all you know th- th- just too many injuries they they hit it they hit a good draft pick with the uh, sabonis uh, yeah but again too many injuries so they didn't i don't know why they let nate mcmillan go because we're seeing him flourish now and i don't i don't and, understand and that you, at yeah all. and you see what he's doing with players there mm-hmm. so again you know if you want to go full circle back to my point about tom thibodeau being the glue to the team look at what a good head coach can do to a team that's got talent mm-hmm. and you know young talent yeah and um I, you know, it is what it is, but uh, you know, they—they they, who was it? Nate, Nate, something. I don't even know his name in Indiana. The guy's head coach. So oh, Nate's. yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but he yeah, came well, from Toronto he, staff. Yeah. Even with even with Thibodeau, um, even with the addition of, of Derek Rose there, I feel like he's able to maximize that because of the relationship and the history with Derek Rose. I don't know if Derek Rose. I mean, maybe he does, but I don't know if he currently plays as well you know in a different system or with a different person um i just think you know with thibodeau he's able to maximize him um to your point though with the pacers this is where i was going to go with this so when we talk about the the suns and being the flashy team and everybody kind of you know saying oh this turnaround that the suns have had and you look at the western conference and this is sometimes why i wonder if maybe the knicks aren't getting as much credit because it's the eastern conference but put a pin in the eastern conference for a second because i'm going to come back to some teams that the knicks are ahead of um, you know, you look out west and you say, okay, the, the Suns are doing their things and the West is loaded, right? I mean, everybody's in the West. The West is loaded. 
Then you come back to the Eastern Conference, and like I said, you look at the Knicks sitting in fourth. Again, not just a fringe playoff team. Sitting in fourth with the potential to host, if things were to end right now, host the Atlanta Hawks, in, they'd have home court advantage in, in the first round. I'd have to figure out a way to get up there to one of those. <laughs> I, would, I don't know how. Rob an armored truck, do something. I got to get up to the city well, to catch a playoff game well, if this happens. Oh. I'd say I'd say drive your car, but after the story you told yeah, me, yeah, I know. There, man. I don't know we'll if that'd see. be the best. But um, let's uh, to my point. You bring up the Pacers, okay? The Knicks are ahead of teams like the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, and the Indiana Pacers. Two of those teams specifically just go back to last year, and you would think were predominant favorites in the East, in the mm-hmm. Heat and the Celtics. And if, to your point earlier, Sal, you go back to even three or four years ago, many people thought the Pacers were about to be the next big thing in the Eastern Conference. So to me, it is super impressive. Again, I don't know what it says. I mean, we can break down each individually and you can tell me your opinion. Um, I think the Heat were a classic uh, bubble team and they they thrived in, in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um much like I felt a team like Denver did last year as well, although you know Denver's doing well again this season as well. But they were they were built. The Heat got to the finals because I feel that bubble atmosphere. Um, I don't know what's going on with them this year, but clearly they are not a threat right. in, the, in so, the Eastern Conference. At least yeah. in my opinion, they're not. A so this is uh, I, I love that point that you brought up about the Heat. Definitely a uh, they thrived in the bubble. A hundred percent for sure, uh, but you know, with the because they, they they had a player like Jimmy Butler with that kind of mentality. Uh, yes, you, you know, like 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 he's just the dog. I don't, I don't neutral I to... neutral neutral court neutral court tournament style. Um, yeah, Butler's the type of guy who's oh, who will yeah. thrive in that. It's it, you he, know he doesn't care. He knows he, he he doesn't think you're better than him regardless. He's like, yeah. well, there's nobody here. This is just the, the court. This is just us yeah. and a and, ball. I got it. And I guess if it makes a point, and I don't have to- point totals off the top of my head to to kind of drive home your points all, but yeah, like Butler's that type of player. Same thing. Like as much as as great as it was and as much fun as it was, what we saw last year between Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray uh, was. Uh, again, neutral court tournament style basketball. I can guarantee you those guys are not putting up 50 and 55 points each a night if there's travel involved. No, definitely like, not. Being but... in the bubble, not having the crowd, not like that. And that's what I mean about like thriving in the bubble. And I feel like Butler was that type of player who could put, obviously, and did put the team on his back, brought them to the finals. I don't see it. I, I mean, again, I, I, I don't. I, it's it's weird because I thought they would have been better. I mean, clearly, I don't. I don't have them. I didn't. I wouldn't have had them pegged as sixth best best in the West or in the East this year. Um, well, they messed so. up. They uh, and and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but from right now, at this moment, Pat Riley struck out during uh, the trade deadline and uh, and, and free agency and all that, and um, I think. Tyler Hero isn't playing uh, the way he was playing last year, and they lost. You know, they lost that Oladipo trade. I, I really mm-hmm. think they did. Unfortunately, they had that incident with uh, with what's his face with the, oh, with the, the guy uh, they had to get out of there. Yeah, uh, yeah. The guy they traded to the Thunder, right? And then he got the, released. Yeah, I, and I wish I, I I could remember his name because he was a solid big man. 
they don't they don't have a lot of size. Uh, like Bam Adebayo or Bam Bam Adebayo is a great uh, great uh, center when there is uh, no you know this no position or positionless <laughs> yeah, basketball. Yeah. Okay? Yes, yes. Bam Adebayo is like six foot eight, six foot nine. Um, you know, and that's your center when you've got Joel Embiid at like seven one, and you got other guys, no, Nerlens Noel six eleven. You got, you know, I'm not trying to say that the, the size makes that big of a difference, but when you lose other players that are a little bit bigger, you, they lost Kelly Olynyk. They let Kelly yeah. go to um, Jesus. Oh no, is, hold on, Kelly Olynyk is still there, isn't he? I don't know, honestly. I can pull I'm up their roster. Hold know, on, because so. I feel like they lost Kelly Olynyk went somewhere else, and I'm trying to figure out where he's at. Oh. Linux. There you go. I'll tell you right now where this guy's at. He's in Houston. Hold on. Let me tell you. Wait, 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 wait. Canadian basketball player. He played Gonzaga. Yeah, he plays for the Houston Rockets. Well, that's a shame for him. <laughs> so, that, that's, that, so that's, a bad, that's a bad break for him. Trade. Yeah, okay. he was part of the Oladipo trade. So, not for nothing, but if, you know, if you watch, I, you know, and I've been watching, I have the league pass, so I watch a lot of games. Um, if you've been watching Kelly Olynyk play these last couple of games, they've got nothing to play for. He's, they've got no one else to start. He's out there playing. Mm-hmm. He still has game, which yeah. brings us. Which, well, and I don't he's like, jump to he's like, I'm gonna play for my next contract. Exactly, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of those guys that did so good, these role players, Miami lost, and that brings me to another team that you brought up that's been underperforming and we thought we're, was going to be a top three team or four, which is the Celtics. Thank you. <laughs> that's where did, I was going next. Yeah. They did the same thing. When you think when Cole, when Kelly Olenek was there and then some of the other big men that they had there, yeah. um, they, you know, they, they at least had some size to compete a little bit. And then, you know, they let Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown run wild. I mean, unfortunately, they've... you know, they bring in and no knock on Kemba Walker. That's my guy. I love mm-hmm. him. I personally think he should have went to the Knicks during the offseason because that's the kind of point guard that they could have used because look at how they're using Derrick Rose now. Yeah. I can only imagine, you yeah. know, but it is what it is. So, I mean, they I don't know what you think. I think that the Celtics need to move on from Danny Ainge and move on from Brad Stevens, as crazy as that sounds. So, this is so bizarre to me because we – we just have this conversation. You know, Marvin is is a believer in the Celtics, and he keeps telling me, "Watch, they're going to upset somebody in the first round of the playoffs." And uh, you know, I, I there is part of me that wants to believe that, but then I do. I give this team the eye test, and I watch them play, and I was like, "They are just not a good team this year," which is crazy because you would think, right? I mean, would you not have put them in your top three in the East automatically? You know, coming off Stagnant. of last year stagnant on offense and another big role player that they let go was this Tice guy who's on the Bulls right now. Yeah. And um, yep, that's a was, great point. Mm-hmm. He was doing great for them. And you know you, you, you the thing is you need versatile players like that. You know they they I don't know how else to say it but they're kind of goofy, weird timing. Um you know Jokic is the ma- is, is the king of these guys, <laughs> yeah. and I love it. You know, I, yeah. I played ball with guys like that where I'm looking well, at them like, how it's always like that. I've always said that it's the most difficult person to guard is the unorthodox guy. Like, you could be the slickest guy or whatever, you can figure out a way to defend them. It's the unorthodox ones that you can't 
you just don't know how to guard them. And, it's like and guarding when they a know left-handed to... player for the first time when you're playing ball yep. and a young, you know, and then all of a sudden you come up against a kid who plays left-handed, who's a left-handed, you know, player. All of a sudden you're wondering what, you know, yeah. the first half of the game you're thinking what's happening, like yep. you know, until you figure it out. Kids, kids now, especially nowadays, you know, it's all about the 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 highlight and everything else. And I always say it doesn't have to be fancy; it just has to go in, man. And, and some of these. You know, some of these, uh, you know, we see it in some of the, uh, you know, European players. But I think you're right. Like, Jokic is a great example of that, man. Like, and granted, don't get me wrong. Um, a lot of his stuff is pretty. But then there's also the unorthodox stuff. And, you know, it's, I always say that same thing. You know, Hakeem Olajuwon was smooth. But not everything that he did was, you know, like some of the stuff was unorthodox. But it went in. And that's that's a key. It just so, it's just so hard to, to guard an, an unorthodox style player. Um, it is. It Brad really Stevens, is. though, and I, I, I hear you a little bit on the whole Ainge Brad Stevens thing. I don't think they get rid of them both, but I do wonder how this pans out for Brad Stevens, and I wonder if this is a reflection of, uh, I, I has he gotten them to the Eastern Conference Finals? Has Brad Stevens gotten them to the Eastern Conference Finals? Not When's yet. the last time the Celtics went to the Eastern Conference Finals? Because we're talking about Boot, Coach Budenholzer from the Milwaukee Bucks being on the hot seat. If he mm-hmm. doesn't get that team to the Eastern Conference Finals with a two-time, with a, you know, two-time rating yeah. MVP, and we've got, you know, the Celtics. And this is another point about the Celtics. They haven't had a. What's the last time they have a point, a new point guard every season? Yeah, that is true. That is. You know? that, that they is can't true. commit to someone who runs to run the offense for them. Yeah, you and know? they. So, and it's, the, it's, it, they, that's why I'm saying. Danny, that's on Danny Ainge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I I do agree with that. I do the, the when you look at when you look at the the rotating door at, at point guard. When you look at the uh, Hayward deal, you look at the walk. Those are those go all of that goes back to Danny Ainge. He he he's the one that is is making those those choices. Um, it's just so weird to me because I feel like this team was in their window. Like I I. It, and it's just so it i don't know how to i honestly i don't know how to figure out or even really talk about you see i'm searching for words now i don't know how to talk about the celtics what we've seen felt was in their championship window but to your point i felt that way without them even reaching the eastern conference finals so did i overvalue them at some point like i don't i don't know how to i i love tatum's game and i think if you put the right people around him he's a stud um I just I, I don't know, and and so that brings me back to my point: Is it Brad Stevens' X and X's and O's that is failing them? Has Brad Stevens lost his passion, maybe, to be the Celtics' coach? Like that happens sometimes, um, you know. I I don't know. I I don't know. Or is this just a hiccup? And next year they'll get their shit together. I honestly don't know, Saul. No, they they should have they they should have kept Gordon Hayward. And I, I know it sounds crazy, but he's having such a great season in Charlotte. Uh, before the injury, I think he, he might be hurt now again. I don't. I gotta. I, <laughs> I think he is I, again. I gotta, yeah, you know. But besides that, I, and everyone wants to say, you know, you got to trade Jalen Brown. Uh, no, you do not have. Jalen Brown is not the kind of guy that you want to trade. If you have a yeah, I don't. Team. I I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. No, and Jason, we've seen Jason Tatum take that next step, but they lost all their role players. I mean, who's who's their starting center? Who 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 did they sign? Tristan Thompson. Really? <laughs> Tristan Thompson? I would rather have uh, Daniel Tice, or I think that's his first name, but Tice, I would rather have. I would rather, uh-huh. I, I would have rather kept Ennis Cancer. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, they get waxed on the boards. These guys, yeah. and, and, and just no defense down low whatsoever. So I, it's tough. And nobody to stretch the floor. Tristan nobody Thompson to stretch the threes. floor. Yeah, I will say that. Nobody to stretch the floor for them. You know, so it's, it's, uh, it's pretty tough. And Kemba Walker hasn't been able to play his game because th- he's not playing the way he was playing in Charlotte, uh, mm-hmm. you know, last year. Or uh, or was it like, I guess the year before, because that's what it was. He played the year before. Yeah, the year before. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I, I, I blame. I, I I would keep keep Jason Tatum, keep Jalen Brown and blow it up and get, get rid of everybody. What do you what do you think about well, you mentioned them? And you mentioned being on the hot seat. What do you think about the Bucks and the fact that they're they are sitting in third in the Eastern Conference? And okay, I know you have to take into the consideration that you know they're sitting in third. The Nets went and built this super team. Then um, you know you have the 76ers who are ahead of them, which you know uh, uh, Joel is playing like he hasn't played before. Finally, kind of living up to potential a little bit. Uh, Simmons still being Simmons, doing Simmons things. <laughs> but you know Doc Rivers comes in and obviously changes the uh, the mentality and uh, the the way things are there in Philadelphia. So so the so fact that Philly and the Nets are necessarily in front of the Bucks is not I won't say it's a shock but it does does it not feel like does this not I mean this does feel like a little bit of a failure for the Bucks right like it, this was so the Bucks conference right another like, perfect <laughs> example of what having a good coach surround you know with a talented team like with Doc Rivers and the Sixers you know they've had all the talent in the world yeah uh, but now, you know, they're in first place. Bar, you know, and, and even and Joel Embiid has only played like what half the season or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but he is putting up monster numbers. I feel bad for Milwaukee because right. this was I do I, I feel bad for, for right like this was their this was it for this them, was right? it for them. Yeah. This and, is it this is it for, for Boot and Ozer. And I can't even I can't even bang on their GM because I would say, well, you know, maybe the GM needs to go for making bad, no. you know, personnel decisions. No. But they brought in Drew. They brought in Holiday, and I love Dude, Holiday's game. They brought in Drew Holiday. They brought in PJ Tucker. Worse. They brought in Drew Holiday. They brought in PJ Tucker. They got Brooke Lopez, who I hate as a center <laughs> because he, you know, like I said, you gotta, yeah. if you're seven foot tall and you're not getting more than what is he average four or five rebounds a game, if that, I doubt. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, what it is, but he, he look, he plays defense, he blocks shots, and he can stretch the he can he can stretch the floor for you because we all know Giannis can't. So it's almost like they switch positions on offense, and it, it, it works. It, they did everything they they, they, they could do. This was and it. if you're if you're Giannis, right? I mean, think of, if you're Giannis and you just resigned, <laughs> are you sitting there right now like, fuck? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, like first off, like, Giannis ain't worried. <laughs> He's not worried because he's super young. He's gonna be yeah. like, "Hey, this is it. Either they're gonna get rid of, either they get rid of Coach Budenholzer, and it stinks mm. because they've had a relationship since before he got drafted. Yeah, the, the Hawks were slated to draft Giannis yeah. back in that draft, mm. and he was working out for Coach Budenholzer the whole time. Great. Um, look at that! So, look at that! Great, great homework. It's all great homework. Oh, hey, I, you know, I, I try to I try to do my best here. They, yeah, so it was it was crazy. They've they've they already knew each other. They had a dynamic. So that's why he made a push when uh, Budenholzer got let go by the Hawks, brought him to Milwaukee, and it's like they re- were reunited. Well, to no avail because they're not going to get anywhere this year. I don't look if they can't 
they they're not gonna beat I, I I can see them beating the Nets. I can because of the because of the sample size that we saw just mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when they beat them back to back. Yeah. So I, and I get it. I see how they can compete. You know, they, they, we're, we're forgetting about um, Chris Middleton and mm-hmm. just how good of a player he is. Um, so well. Middleton, so, though, I think so. That's the key right there to me. That to right you so so Middleton needs to be. You know, they always talk about the 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 Robin to the Batman like. If Middleton no shows the playoffs again, like he has the last few years, oh, it's gonna be. They're bad. not beating like in order to beat the Nets and and this, you know, in order to. I'm not saying that the Bucks can't come out of the East, but in order for that to happen, I feel like it solely rests on Middleton. Like you know, Giannis is gonna be Giannis, and everything else is gonna fall into place. But I feel like Middleton is gonna have to have monster games, so in order for that to happen, and I, he's his playoff resume. You know, we we talk about playoff P not showing up. Um, you know, Middleton's right there behind him um, in terms of no showing the playoffs. You're absolutely right, but um, I, I, I feel like I just see a little bit of a different mindset in him this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, I still don't think that they're that they're going to get past the Sixers. Um, Doc Rivers has got Tobias Harris playing at an All Star level. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he just wasn't an All Star this year. Yeah, uh, he hasn't been an All Star in his whole ten year career, I believe, or eleven year career, or something like that. And this is the best year of his career, when he still couldn't crack it. But the thing is, you've got a potential MVP in Joel Embiid, and you do have Ben Simmons, who's playing. Ben Simmons really does remind me a lot of of, of LeBron James, um, just the way how, he plays, how the so, court vision. Okay, uh, and it, it's kind of crazy, and just how big of a body he is, because. Because he forces his way in the lane, and he knows that. And that's why he does that, and that's why he doesn't shoot. You know, until he comes up with a with like a Michael Jordan esque, you know, broken foot, broken ankle injury. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't think he's ever gonna learn how to shoot a basketball. <laughs> you know, it's, which is kind of sad because he would be unstoppable if yeah. that was the case. Yep. But it is what it is. So I don't know. But yeah, the, it's Budenholzer's out this year. They're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to make a change, unless they unless they bring in. I mean, I, I can't imagine. You know, they, they, they do like a like a Paul George going over there, like a Kawhi or whatever. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like a yeah. like a huge, another huge star. Yeah, there has to be another huge star or Budenholzer. Yeah, but then there too. You know, I always say that. You know, if 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 you're gonna make that move, then what's your next move? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who's who could really come in and do a better? Like, I don't I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, I I don't know. Like. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's weird. It's I mean, we like, saw. This you know, is why we love we've got, the NBA. You know, this is we've why got we two, love the NBA. Yeah, we've got two examples. You know, we've got the Sixers, who were a middle of the road team last year, who should have been better. So they got Rivers and great number one in the East now. Then you've got the Knicks, who were you know underperforming, and they went and they got a Thibodeau, and now they're in the mix. But like, not who are the not, Bucks going to get? But Maybe like you, Jason Kidd, They'll, I think they might revisit the Jason Kidd idea again. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know like, I, and I guess I that's like my that, thought. Like, who's who's the Doc Rivers out there? You know what I mean? Like, th- there's not always going to be a Doc Rivers available. Um, you know, or, so I'm trying to think like who are maybe it's Brad Stevens. I don't, I don't know. I'm just literally that thought now. But like, I don't know who, I don't know who the next, the next person is that that pushes them ahead of the Nets. I mean, let's talk about the Nets for a while. You, you know, and in that sense, in the East, I think you have to talk about the Nets over the next few years. Who's going to put you? Who's going to put you in front of Brooklyn? Uh, you know, that's well. I you know, and the thing is, we're only talking about Brooklyn 
solely because of their talent and KD and and Kyrie and and, and James Harden. I, uh, you know, the, these guys still can't stay healthy, and and they're and but and, and I guess that's a scary thing because they're second in the East. They haven't. I think they've only played maybe like a total of like seven or eight games together, all three of them. Something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, you know, but I, I want to know what's going to happen when it comes down to a, to an X's and O's, an X's and O's type of uh, type of game. You know, because yep. I get that they have D'Antoni on the staff. I get that mm-hmm. they have. Uh, like, well, I think, and I think that's who I think that's who makes the calls there. Honestly, so when you get down to the X's and O's, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna go to D'Antoni, See, and, and that's gonna be the funny thing because yeah, we've seen him y- y- to not your point. Produce. Yeah, exactly to your point. You know, yeah. So that's what I think is going to be. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, it's it's so funny because you know think about it now. Everybody, you know, going in this year, right? It was going to be so much hype around the Nets and the Lakers. Uh, you know, the, the Lakers are hanging on for their life out there uh, right now at a seven seed. Um, I mean, and, I'd love know, to granted, see them in a playing tournament. Maybe, maybe they'll get. Maybe they will get. You know, LeBron back and AD back, and, and they'll be healthy. Uh, you know, it, I don't know. It, it it does seem. I understand what LeBron is saying when he says, "I'll never be." You know, one hundred percent, and each injury is harder to come. But it, I'm going to be honest. It does scare me a little bit, and it makes me think this injury is a lot worse than anybody's telling us. And maybe that's just me being over dramatic, but it does make me wonder if that ankle was like actually, actually broken. Um, and mm. not just not just mm. the sprain that they they said because it's just I don't know something doesn't add up there with that and I understand I think, I'm think, not rushing back. Could, like, I think it might be something else. Maybe too. Well, and yeah, and and I don't know if you've ever had a groin injury, but I've had a groin injury, and I will tell you they never really fully. You could tweak that sucker at any second, and it's a bitch and it sucks. <laughs> I was uh, but, I was playing soccer a couple weeks ago, and I exactly. And I, I took a picture of it. And I'll show. I'll send it to you later. My whole the inside of my leg, because <clears throat> I did. I pulled my groin. I don't know what I, I mean. Yeah. More than pulled it uh, was uh-huh. uh, purple and blue. Yeah. And I. I mean, yeah. I could barely walk. And I, I get it. Like that is. Yeah. That is probably one of the worst. Uh, worst injuries. To ch- yeah. Uh, that. I. I I did it uh, years ago when I was in college. I did it uh, in, in doing taekwondo. And I pulled my groin, and then um, I can't tell you how many other like countless times I would just be playing pickup games, and every once in a while it would it would tweak, and then I just be I wouldn't be able to play for a while because you just you there you can't do anything but not you you have to not use it, and that's kind of yeah. hard. <laughs> yes. um, um, and yeah, so I mean I don't I don't know um, I don't know what's going on with LeBron. I now granted I also feel that you know he is resting. Um, a bit for the playoffs, but it's just crazy. Because, yeah. like you said, I mean, and the Nets, right? Even that's odd. The Nets are, are, are 44 and, and 24, and they're sitting in second in the Eastern Conference. And, and we're still like, well, we're not really sure what we're getting with them, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But but because we've just never, we haven't really got a full healthy sampling yet. We've seen all different combinations play, and we've seen them, you know, one star, two stars, three star, like, you know, and then we've seen games when nobody plays. Um, and so you just don't know if if when the playoff comes they're going to be healthy and they're going to be all in and you know Kyrie's not going to do Kyrie things and um you just you wonder and then you know for for the Lakers um it's interesting because they're you know they're they're sitting at 7 and I ke- I kept saying that 
when I was talking about Denver and, and the Jamal Murray injury, um, I don't I don't want the Lakers anywhere near me in the first round. <laughs> no, <laughs> because not if at they're all. healthy, you know what I mean. If they're healthy, that's think about that. If you're right now, the Lakers are sitting at seven. So if you're the Jazz, the Suns, the Clippers, or the Nuggets, the top four teams in the West, you don't really want the Lakers anywhere near you. <laughs> like, in the first like, round. In, in the, the first round, right? Like that's that you don't want that in the first round because LeBron is LeBron, and if they're healthy, it's LeBron and AD. Like. That's it's almost insurmountable odds. Like it would be, I don't care how good you are against the Suns in the first round. And tell me who doesn't have a healthy Lakers team over a Suns team, right? Like I don't care what the Suns have done this year. Like it's I kept saying the same thing because a couple weeks ago the Lakers were at five and Denver was at four, and I was like, I don't want to play them in the first round without Jamal Murray. I don't care if Jokic is having an MVP season. And yeah, everything is is great um, and fantastic. Hey, nine and one. Everything else for Denver. Yay! Uh, I don't want to play the Lakers in the first round. Like, no, that's, no, that's you know, a nightmare. It's um, a nightmare yep. situation. So it's it's interesting, but I, I guess where I was going with that is, you know, we may not even. We were all thinking, you know, Nets and Lakers. We we might not get it. So it's it's crazy. Um, and again, yeah. I think you're right though. But the it's weird. I'm going to say this. The only way we don't get it, I feel, is if injuries are involved. If they can stay healthy. If they can get healthy, I guess that's the first thing I have to say. If they can get healthy and stay healthy, I do feel like some way or another those two teams find a way to the finals. I, I, I it's going to be tough to argue with you there, but I, I really see, <clears throat> excuse me, I really see Philadelphia coming out. I would love it. East. Like I'm with you on that. I, I yeah. love it. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, I just, you know, they're Joel Embiid cannot be stopped. Um, they don't have anyone who can stop Joel. But then you can go back and say they don't really have anyone who can stop KD either. Yeah. And then they don't have anyone who can really stop James Harden. But James Harden is non-existent in the playoffs always. Yeah. He's got to prove himself. It's it's like the Middleton thing sort of, uh, you know, a little bit different, but it's like the Middleton. he's he's going to have to he's going to have to prove himself. Um, you know, I wonder and and watch too, you know, we we don't talk about it a lot, but is this I mean KD looks great at times but is this the same KD post injury like I I don't I don't know I get cuz I I guess I haven't been able to see him consistently I guess is is my biggest oh, issue KD's back yeah yeah he's, yeah he's not I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about KD I'd be worried more about James Harden cuz I think it okay. is a groin that he's dealing with mm-hmm. or a hamstring I don't know one of those two but either either of those are super naggy injuries mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you who I who I wouldn't want to see in the playing tournament in the East, and this is just trying to sneak into that A spot again, and it'd probably be the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, Russell Westbrook is playing out of his mind. Bradley yeah. Beal is uh, back to being Bradley Beal. They're seven and three in their last ten, and they're didn't nine, he they're didn't nine. he just pass? Who did he, he? Was it Oscar Robinson that he just passed yeah, the other day for Oscar most uh, yeah. most? Was it double doubles, right? Most triple doubles. Triple doubles. It? Triple yeah. doubles. Yeah, it's probably triple doubles. You're right. Yep. They're crazy, but that—that's not. It's just they're starting to catch fire at the right time. Mm-hmm. So to see that kind of backcourt of Bradley Beal and Russ Westbrook at their peak playing, uh, yep. they get into that eighth spot. You know, they're going to be. A, I think they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be an out, but they're going to be a tough mm-hmm. out in the first round. Yeah. So I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I'm excited. It's, I can't wait for the playoffs to start. It's, it's gonna be fun. It's, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna start soon, and uh, we will definitely get you back on and talk about it more once things are underway. 
on your Knicks. Listen, if I make it up there for a game, I'm not saying I can, but if I do, I will. I will record everything. <laughs> there you go. That's what, this podcast, that's what I. Right? That's what I want. Live course. Live correspondence. Yes, exactly. Live from the garden. <laughs> there, there you go. Live, live from the live from the mecca. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I so. can't wait. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy and get ready for the playoffs, and uh, we will talk soon. All right. Sounds good, bud. I'll- all right always a pleasure my man thank you later oh everybody check out my podcast get it how oh you yes live sorry you. i forgot yeah i just remember sorry. myself and and yeah and and re I, I know you went through a rebranding so so go ahead and rebrand it for everybody yeah yeah I'll, get it how you live with a you uh just me and my man ross uh pretty much talk about uh i mean the main point of it is i always have ross kind of tell me a scammer story or somebody <laughs> <laughs> that's you know trying to get it how he lives you can't, know? Go, can't go wrong there yeah so, so it's pretty good but go ahead and check it out i uh, get it how you live on facebook uh saul underscore wall underscore on instagram and uh solly d's on twitter so thanks todd get, get it man. get 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 it my man get it get it how you live <laughs> yeah exactly with a you with a you everybody with a you with a you uh, <laughs> All right, buddy. Be good. Later, bud. So as we continue to look back on some of the more memorable and fun clips of random thoughts and best regards over the last year, unquestionably, one of the more popular, if not the most popular segment of the show is Random 5. This is the fun segment where I go ahead and pull five questions at random out of a bunch of 25 and uh, just have somebody on and we just we have some fun and and we get their answers in the moment uh, it's a great segment it's a fun segment well, let's go back now uh, just about four months ago this is from season two episode 33 uh, which dropped on January 22nd 2021 let's go back now to this random five featuring Cassandra where we find out five random answers to five random questions and we also find out that we share a love for ramen here we go random five with cassandra all right right now on random thoughts and best regards it's time for everybody's favorite segment that's right it's the segment that's so easy you could do it while sitting on a toilet it's time for random five yay (laughs) Please welcome in today our contestant. You might remember her. She was back on the show all the way back in July. I can't believe that. Time flies when you're in a pandemic. But please welcome to the show the super talented, as far as I could tell, the most mostly lovely. <laughs> She's all the superlatives. Welcome back. You may remember her from Cosplay with Cassandra all the way back in July. Cassandra, welcome. Hey, to everyone. Random five. <laughs> Hi. Hey, happy happy to have you here. Thanks. We thanks are, for having me. We are going to get right underway here. You know the drill. I'll remind since we are in season two now and we may have some new listeners. I will remind everybody that this is a uh, 25 questions here. We added, it used to be 20, but since it's a new season, we added five more to avoid from same questions always coming up. 25 questions, five of them pulled at random. Here we go, Cassandra. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Number five. Cassandra. What's one of your pet peeves? One of my pet peeves, loud chewers. Loud chewers. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good one. I'm, I'm with you on that. That That is a good one. All right. Number four. 
All right. You know what, Cassandra? I normally it's a new year, and I normally don't make exceptions to questions, but I'm actually going to make an exception on this question just for you. Okay. Here we go. Number four, and you'll understand in a second why I'm going to do this. It ties back to your last the last time you appeared. Number four. If you could be in any TV sitcom, or wait for it, wait for it, anime show, which one would you choose? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw in the anime one. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, I mean, I gotta, I gotta give it to Pokemon to be honest. <laughs> but gotta catch them all. Yeah, but like it's so close to Fairy Tail and also Naruto. Now that I'm like deep, deep into Naruto, <laughs> like, like I still, I gotta go back. I gotta give it to Pokemon though. Okay. So I would Pokemon. do anything to be able to be a Pokemon. <laughs> all right if you could be a pokemon which one would it be i know i'm asking bonus question but it's my show um, if, could, if, if you could be a pokemon in the pokemon series if i could be a pokemon yeah. oh, or would yeah. you want to just be yourself catching them? well i, I would want to be a pokemon trainer okay. but if i could be a pokemon man i don't probably like um like Moltres or Arcticuno or Zapdos and one of the legendary birds. All right, I'll have to Google that later. <laughs> here, we, here we go. Or just ask my son because he knows a lot of Pokemon now. So that's a good resource, too. All right, number three, staying on track here. Cassandra, when you have 30 minutes of free time, how do you pass the time? When I have free time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Even if it's less than 30 minutes, when you have free time. Um... <laughs> Um, usually I just, I, like, I'll find a project to work on because I like staying busy a lot. Like, I'll find a little thing to do. But I like just honestly sitting outside with a cup of coffee and listening to a podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what I do, like, every morning. <laughs> nice, nice. Hopefully sometime you're listening to our podcast, but, you know, we're not going to put any pressure on you. <laughs> Here we go. Number two. What mildly annoying curse do you wish you could curse people with? To never be able to find their iPhone chargers. Or their wow. Phone. You would cripple the world. You realize that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Always you know, when their phone was about to die, they'd never be able to find it. You don't play, do you? You go right, you go right for the heart. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. You're, you're almost there. Here we go. Number one, Cassandra. What's yes. one food you cannot go without? Ramen. Ramen. Nice. Nice. Didn't even have to think of it. <laughs> that was... Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I, I I love it. That is also one of my favorites. Uh, you did it, Cassandra. Look at you. Random five. You... Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. I, uh, again, I thank you for coming on and playing random five with us. And uh, hopefully... In the very near future, I still, I, I know we said it back in July, I still hold true to it. I have to get you back on sometime to explain more about anime to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I would have pages and pages <laughs> to talk to you about. All right. Well, I, I thank you for playing Random 5 with us, and uh, I will most definitely make sure I get you back on soon, Cassandra. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Me. Be good. Stay safe. Thanks. You too. You know, one of the more funner themes or stories that uh, actually wound up stretching across two seasons um, 
was Terence's quest for a PS5. You all know Terence very well. He has appeared on this show multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, and last year, uh, around November, he was in his quest for a PS5, and he was massively, massively, massively unsuccessful. Uh, and he joined us uh, in Season 1, Episode 27, which took place on November 20th, 2020. Um, and Terrence joined us and told us um, a tale of how unsuccessful he was at procuring, securing a PS5. And as many of you may remember who are loyal listeners to the show, um, that quest finally ended for him in Season 2 when uh, Marvin's daughter was able to actually just go stand in line and procure secure a ps5 for terrence uh, as you'll hear in this original segment uh terrence was going the whole online route and failing miserably so without any further ado let's go back to season one episode 27 which took place on november 20th 2020 as we hear terrence's quest for a ps5 Please welcome into the show our good friend Terrence T. What's going on, my man? Oh, uh, thanks for having me, man. You know, I'm just uh, like I said, surviving these uh, pandemic waters here in KC. Just trying to stay home, stay safe as uh, cases are spiking. It's getting scary out there, so everybody stay safe. Wear your mask. It, it is. It, yes, wear your wear your wear your mask most <laughs> most definitely. And put and if you do wear your mask, make sure it is over your nose. Um, that's kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, please. Don't just half-ass it. Um, but my friend, I am happy to have you on because there are many things that we could talk about, but you mentioned staying home and I know that you would like to stay home and do something that currently you are having some difficulties doing. So my friend, this is our, this is our holiday episode as I like to call it. into Thanksgiving next week. Uh, mm-hmm. You've been on a quest, my friend. A quest. Um, tell, tell the world. Share with the world. <laughs> Tell us your trials and tribulations, buddy, <laughs> on your quest to find, secure, and bring home a PS5. All right. Well, uh, so this journey started over a year ago, actually, when they announced it. And they said, hey, it's coming out November 12th. I said, that's fantastic. I got my money saved. I'm ready. Uh-huh. We get the pre-orders that come that uh, came around <clears throat> September. So I said, cool, because if you go back to 2013 with the PS4 dropped, I had no issues whatsoever with the, you know, securing a, a pre-order through Amazon, actually. Okay. So September comes, I can't get a pre-order. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I just kind of wait till launch day. Of course, you know, we're in a pandemic. So Sony comes out and says, hey, we fumbled the ball on a pre-order, but on launch day, it's going to be online only, you know, to protect, you know, our consumers and retailers. Fine. That, that's great. Okay. Now, so I'm on Twitter. I'm, I'm pretty much on Twitter like every day. So, <laughs> okay. I, I, I follow this account that, you know, gives the dates and times when Walmart's going to drop, GameStop, uh, you know, Target, Best Buy. Okay. So now we're 
So, so this is like your equivalent to a performance enhancing drug. This is this is going to give you an yes. edge on securing your your yeah. PS5, right? Yeah. Okay. This is good. this is going to give me the edge. So I, I got my money. I got the okay from the wife. The wife said, uh, "I guess we get a PS5." <laughs> All right, Robinson. All right, Robinson Cano. Yeah. Your <laughs> so we, so lunch day comes, and mm-hmm. I'm up at like uh, uh I'm up at six a.m. Okay, I was gonna ask you, so I'm glad, I'm glad you went there. Yeah, glad you yeah, knew. it was over 6 a.m. because uh, I had to work anyway, <laughs> okay. but you know, so I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on my MacBook, just you know, trying to secure PS5 orders, <laughs> but on my work laptop, also trying to secure PS5 orders. <laughs> so I hit, uh, I hit GameStop, I strike out, I hit Best Buy. Now with Best Buy, mm-hmm. I had it in my car three times, and the server crashed. And so I'm like, how do you not anticipate the you know the 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 traffic coming through your your site that crashes? So boom, Does I go. It makes you f- oh. feel any better? Mm-hmm. I've heard that happen to other people. Yes, I don't know if that makes you feel any better, but but, my, but <laughs> you're not alone in that. I mean. No, so <laughs> as I have my frustration, my wife says, "Well, you can't expect them to you know to have the the server uh their, their server set up to you know." take this kind of traffic i'm like man this is this bs this is ps5 that is ps5 so okay so i'll strike out on best buy so now i go to walmart so now i got the times at walmart the 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 site keeps spinning 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 i'm like oh my god so walmart dropped at uh central time is like uh 11 a.m 2 p.m 5 p.m and and 8 p.m so the funny thing was, okay. each time I got a little further, <laughs> one, took, one took my address. Well, of yeah, course you did. One took my address. One actually took my credit card. And I'll be, I'll be dog. Well, I don't want to cuss, but I'm doggone if. Well, I'll be okay. damned if it didn't crash every time. I'm like, man, this is some BS. So I'm on. Uh, so then I go back to Newegg. That one crashed out. <laughs> and uh and as i tell uh as i i've said on the show before my friend ben in uh in texas he's like he told me uh weeks ago he said t costco is the way to go so i was like oh so now i'm thinking costco man i get there and then it's like you gotta renew your membership i'm like oh so our membership expired like october 31st so now i'm like scrambling to okay. get my membership but it's so much traffic on the site. It's like it's just it's just spinning. I'm like, man, this is so. All in all, November twelfth, I was defeated. Um, today is the eighteenth, so I've checked every morning when I log in. I go to Google. I go to PS Five Pre-order, and I go to a uh, uh, Tech Radar, which is a website, and they have like all the links that you can hit. I'm hitting sites, no dice, but then. There's another site called BrickSeek where you go in <laughs> and you can check Target. <laughs> you can check Target. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to wind up with some black no. market PS4 and a half or something. No. PS4 and three quarters. Off of Wish. Your PS5 is going to come from Wish. <laughs> This is this is man. This is uh, as far as I know. This is legit. <laughs> okay. But you, you put in your you put in your uh, your zip code. Oh god. What you trying to find? Uh-huh. Your social security. No, number. no, not that. That's it. Not that. Okay. But you, you you put in that. Okay. You put in information what you want. You hit check inventory. 
So as of today, at six oh five, Kansas City Central <laughs> Standard Time, there are twenty more twenty WalMarts in my area that have six plus PS fives in stock, but they're so they're not the releasing them till uh, Black Friday. Oh, they got yeah. good. So now you can you can. You you call the Walmart. You say, "Hey, do you have any PS5s in stock?" They say, "Well, sir, uh, no, don't have any in stock." And I'm like, "Well, I see it on this website." Uh, yeah, so we're having those for Black Friday. I was like, "I can't just, <laughs> I can't do old school just walk in and get one." I like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to give Sony my money. I'm like, maybe you don't, maybe you don't understand. I don't. This uh, any, uh, <laughs> I give you money. Yeah, you just, give me. I, I just want it. Just just give me the product. And I got oh, so frustrated uh, like Monday this week. I was like, man, this is, you know, this is BS. Like, I just, I don't understand Sony. I said, Sony just fumbled the ball. But then the other side of me is thinking, we're in a pandemic. It's selfish of me to be like, hey, hey, have your workers get in a workshop and make my <laughs> PS5. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about your health. Get in there and make my PS5. So I was like, ah, uh, you know, I just, so now I'm, uh, I'm trying to just. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna get it eventually. I just gotta wait my turn. Okay. okay. What was what was your what was what was your what was your wife's opinion of this she, all week long? She was looking at me like, "Are you for real?" Like, she yeah, was I bet. like, yeah, she's like, "What's going on?" She's like, "You got a PS4. You got a PS3. <laughs> like, what?" Like I, I I don't get it. Like what what is your obsession? Like I was like, man, I, I just gotta oh. have this because I just never had this much trouble getting it before. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, well, Sonny is fun with the ball. Like I'm just like frustrated. Like my my oldest, uh, oh god. Like you know she's a she's a doing virtual learning in grad school. So she's serious. You know she's okay. just looking like really like you you're this serious over you know you stand up late. You know you obsessing over the laptop. You know you just trying to get this PS5 I'm like y'all don't understand like you just you don't understand I, I need this part, part of me wants one of your two children to just go online and pull this off before you, you know what it, it might be crazy because she's always online I'm like <laughs> part of me part of me really just wants to see but I want to receive that text message <laughs> oh god so uh, so, all right. So basically, um, <laughs> basically to quote to quote Ricardo, um, you've mellowed. I mellowed this. it. Um, I just, so, I, I, Rick, I so, can't win, dog. Um, you have, you have, you have not, you have not gotten your nope. your, your chip yet. Um, what? Let, let me ask you this. Um, what were the? Let me start with this. Mm-hmm. Selling point wise, I, I know, I know the struggle is is. <laughs> <laughs> it's making you right. want this even more. Selling, selling point wise, um, what is it about the PS5 that uh, you're looking forward to? I guess I'll say from a gaming standpoint. I know you're a big gamer, so what is it from a, a gaming standpoint? Uh, I'm looking, looking forward to the uh, the the new controller, working with that, uh, the faster loading times. I'm excited for the backwards compatibility, although they. Faster yeah. loading times. I mean, it seems like it seems like you're willing to wait. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've already oh man I, yeah, I gotta wait that out but but here's the funny thing <laughs> okay <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this so uh, 
pre uh, the pre orders, I said, well, let me get smart. Uh-huh. Let me just go ahead and pre order the controller <laughs> in two games. I have a PS5 controller. <laughs> please, t- please they tell me already. they came already. The controller, <laughs> dude, the controller came like November fifth. I was like, well, wait a minute, the console doesn't come out till November twelfth. The controller came November fifth. I got 2K21 and uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales on launch day. So now I'm just sitting here with a controller and two games. No console. No console. I was trying to... Well, you can, you can look at the pictures on the back at least and pretend with your controller. I can dream, but I'm like... I mean, this is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm literally sitting here with two two brand new games I've opened. And I was so mad, I didn't even open the controller. I didn't. I didn't even open the box. I just stored it away in the in the, in the cabinet. I was like, man. <laughs> but, but like I said, yeah, just the the fashion wow. times, the, the the backwards compatibility. Um, those are the two main things, you know. And uh, of course, the increased graphics. Um, you know. Okay. How far back does so the compatibility it, go? So it's ninety nine percent of the uh, PS4. Uh, you can play maybe one or two PS3, and then everything else is uh, you okay. gotta get the PS Plus uh, package to uh, play those online games. So like PS2 or PS1, uh, it'll be like okay. online. You gotta download it. Gotcha. Okay. Ah, oh, buddy, you've 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 had yourself a man, week, it, man. I've, I've been doing all kind of research, and then like, I, so I just read this article the other day. Uh, funny because you actually got me introduced to it because you know we was a big nintendo 64 you know person and then you had the the yes. crash bandicoot the ps1 the crash the the team so okay so i just found out and i don't mean to interrupt your train of thought i just found out that they have crash team racing really on nintendo switch and i was like what Oh yeah, so, I wonder how that's um, gonna compete yeah. with uh, Mario Kart. I, I, well, and that's what I was surprised at. Um, and I will talk more <laughs> about this off air for a specific <laughs> <Right>. reason. <laughs> but uh, um, but but I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me, because um, uh, dude, I mean, we always played Crash Team Racing, and I was just making, I was just telling one of my uh, friends the other day, I was like, no, you don't understand. I was like, I would come home from college, and my brother-in-law's now wife uh, excuse me my brother's now wife but at the time his girlfriend uh, Susanna and I used to have like this rivalry on Crash Team Racing that of course I dominated but we used to have this rivalry and she used to try really (laughs) hard to beat me all the time Uh, but that was my game Uh, so I just yeah I just found out that they have that so I was excited Uh, anyway continue I got you started so PlayStation um, PlayStation, so Sony initially came to Nintendo and they wanted to do um Mm -hmm like a beefed up uh, Super Nintendo, Nintendo spurned them. So that's okay. what prompted Sony to go out on their own. And instead of just trying to target uh, video games, they were mm-hmm. like, we're gonna you know, target home entertainment. So that's why you get the, the, the games and you get like the, the apps now and you get the, uh, the, the, blue, the, the Blu-rays and music CDs and stuff like that. Okay. So, I mean, that was, it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good article. To see how the the evolution of uh, Sony and the PS, you know, each model, you know, comes along. So, so what I'm what I'm 
reading between the lines here is un- unfortunately um and i was, <laughs> was going to bring this up anyway so it's kind of funny that you went there with, <laughs> with saying that i got you i got you started on uh playstation because now i guess i'm responsible for this <laughs> um this, yes. week that, this week that you've had and this, this obsession um i was gonna bring this up and um i was laughing because the other day i picked the promotional picture that i was gonna use for you this week and i was laughing because i was like i looked at the photo and i said oh there's so many people not you you're gonna like the photo i said but there's so many people around you that are gonna hate this photo because you have a mm-hmm. cigar in the photo and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I started him. On you did. I barely even smoke anymore. Oh. But I started you on cigar. And I was like, so now, so now I am responsible for not one, but two what? of your buttons, PlayStation you know what? and cigar. What's my mother, because this podcast. <laughs> I expect yes. a phone call. I was going to say, I expect a phone call yes. from your mother about five minutes. Because <laughs> every day, well, you know, pandemic. I'm like, come on, patty on smoking. Oh, you know, got got some whiskey. Like, <laughs> smoke them cigars every day. You know, put them down. I'm like, mom, I gotta, I gotta have this vice. I didn't. Hey, hey, I didn't start him on whiskey. So if you can't, if, if anything, if anything, I'm gonna blame if my my vice on whiskey came from Marvin when he was down here on vacation and we went and this man ordered straight whiskey um but yeah so uh, i i'm not responsible for whiskey um i guess if i have to i'll take i'll take responsibility for the cigars and the just cigars and playstation mama just cigars and playstation <laughs> yeah i don't know though because i feel i feel like this might be the two worst, so <laughs> so, so I don't, oh now, god matter of fact Barbara um, was here last night with uh, uh he's uh drinking tequila and he so and then, of course, in the text, Rick says this new tequila. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's going to show up at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to show up. <laughs> it's definitely going to show up. Um, mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Um, are you... So your choice between PlayStation and Xbox, um, are you going to try to get an Xbox too? Or are you just going simply going... Are you just going PlayStation? Do you prefer the PlayStation console as opposed to the um, Xbox One? Or? I am. I'm gonna tell you this: I'm PlayStation loyal. I never had an Xbox, but sadly, okay. uh, your youngest niece, uh, Carrington Ann, she is Xbox <laughs> all day. So the funny thing was, uh, at my company uh, Christmas party last year, I had a chance to win one. I was like, eh, if I uh-huh. win it, I might play it. I just might play it. But I would put it in her room. <laughs> but you know, Daddy would play it every now and then. So, but yeah, I'm PlayStation okay. loyal. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. Um, and I'm assuming that much like you <laughs> didn't get your PlayStation, <laughs> <laughs> much like much like you, much like you, much like you've lost in the in the quest for your PlayStation. I'm assuming you lost that that raffle at work as well. <laughs> yeah, the Xbox it, it's, it's losing, but uh. At uh, midnight tonight, Central Standard Time, <laughs> I heard Walmart is dropping, and uh, oh, I'm gonna stay up. <laughs> I'm gonna stay up and uh, I'm gonna, gonna try my up. luck. All right. Are you sure they're not gonna hold on to it? Oh you man, know, um, things are so Black much Friday? scattered. I just, I'm just keep trying every day. <laughs> I got different sites. I'm gonna try every day. And we'll <laughs> see right. what happens. <laughs> Oh god, which game are you? Which mm-hmm. which game? When you finally get it, 
which game are you gonna play first? Of your, you have, you said you have NBA yep. 2K. Yeah, and I'll be playing Spider Man right? because the, you have the first right, Spider Man was fantastic Spider-Man. on a PS4, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to the uh, Miles Morales title. Okay, how have you not convinced Ricardo to get a PlayStation so you guys can play 2K with uh, each other? I just kind of uh, live my dreams through Rick. Uh, <laughs> With with his two K <laughs> updates, you know, with the face scan, like last year, <laughs> well, the face scan. I said, Rick, this face scan is terrible because you know you got to do it through the app on your phone now, and it transfers to the game. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, man, last year they gave me like a Thanos chin. I was like, dude, this face scan is terrible. And he's like, no, T, no, you know, it's really good. I'm like, dude, this is trash. So I know. I won't, I won't swim anyway for any console, but as long as, I'm, as long as the man is playing 2K, I'm all right with it. All right, this next clip from Random Thoughts and Best Regards, uh, Season 1, Episode 12, which dropped on August 7th, 2020, uh, features Sarah. And this is a great clip. This, quite honestly, is one of my favorite stories, I, I think, unquestionably this one ranks right up there along with um the goat yoga segment from dana which just took place on last week's episode of random thoughts and best regards but um seriously uh, this this conversation that i'm about to have with sarah about her roomba and her pets is without doubt one of my favorite moments uh definitely my favorite moment of season one and uh again right up there with the goat yoga segment uh with dana from from season two as two of undoubtedly my favorite moments um in doing this show over the last year so without any further ado let's go back to season one episode 12 which dropped on august 7th 2020 and sarah informs us what happens when your dog shits on a carpet and your roomba is on automatic mode enjoy one thing I did want to talk to you about before you do get out of here um, is, and before we actually started recording, I, I touched on this with you. Um, your pets are awesome, and while <laughs> while you put some great, while you put you yourself put some entertaining, great stories on on your Facebook and your Instagram, I want you to know that your cat and your dog steal the show every time. Every time they are in in a post with you, they are just totally outshining you and and stealing the show. Listen, they are a real uh, piece of work. Am I allowed to swear to you? Am I is cussing allowed on this? Yes. Yes? Okay. Yes. So I love them, but they literally shit the bed. And I <laughs> have not, you know, it's funny. Most people, when they get a, do you have pets? I do, yes. I have a lab. Yeah, so you know. So I'm sure when you when your lab was a puppy, there were a few, like, incidents. Yes. Yeah, well, David and I, my boyfriend's name is David, Hi, have David. been sleeping <laughs> and like out cold and it'll be about two <laughs> or three in the morning and suddenly my dog is having diarrhea in our bed. Oh, and... <laughs> good times. Yeah, so we've had like a couple times of me waking up, having to clean the bed and take her outside and, you know, sleepless <laughs> nights, kind of like we have a infant. Yeah. Not taking away from anybody how, with a newborn. How old is the dog? 
Uh, she's one now. She's one, okay. And the dog's name? I'm sorry. L- Luna. Her name's okay. Luna. And she gets so much attention. Oh my God, people just love her because she looks like the target dog. <laughs> she looks like Petey. She looks like the target dog. She's like your quintessential, like all white dog with one mm. brown spot on one eye. Um, she's so freaking cute. And then we adopted a cat and named him Mars. We're keeping it okay. space themed. Okay. Um, and you know, we thought that the pooping was over, <laughs> but, uh, I just recently actually started leaving them in the house by themselves. My dog used to be in the crate and, mm-hmm. um, we have a Roomba on every floor. We live in like a split level. <laughs> two- I'm so, I'm so glad you got, you're getting to this because in, in full disclosure, you sent me an, an email about why we had to postpone one, one of our original call times. And then you were talking about the Roomba and I was like, I was debating. I was like, I wonder if she would talk to me about the Roomba on air. So I'm so glad that you're getting to this right oh now. Oh my God, Continue. we have to talk about it. First <laughs> okay. of all, we have more vacuums in this house than probably anyone. It's pro- like, I bet people come over and they're like, what is, what? why is there so many people? vacuums? They're like, why is there so many vacuums? And also, why is there still dirt and hair everywhere? <laughs> like, Something's people, not adding up here. Yeah, for people with so many vacuums, you'd think that our floors would be spotless, but they're not. Um, we have dark wood floors, and our dog is white and sheds, and yeah. it's not a good combination. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were supposed I to have record... a, I have a yellow lab that sheds everywhere, so I feel your pain with that. Oh, you get it. Oh, my gosh. So, we... This sucks. Okay. (laughs) So I'm minding my own business. I'm doing laundry upstairs. And, you know, the Roomba, you can set it to be on a schedule that just goes off at a certain time every day. Okay. (laughs) And I'm like folding laundry, kind of getting my house in order. We were away for the weekend. I. I, you know, we have the, one of those ring doorbells that gives uh, you the notification. Yes. When someone's at the door. So I get the notification like, ding dong. Okay, we have a package. And I start walking downstairs and I'm like, sniffing like, uh-oh. <laughs> What's that? Uh-huh. And it's uh, it's like one of those smells that once you've smelled it enough yeah, time, yeah. you're like, yeah, you know like, what's up. Uh... So... Oh, man. So I walked down, like, expecting to find, like, a little poo, you know, somewhere. Mm. But, like, the problem is that it wasn't just a small little poo. (laughs) Well, it was. But, like, the cat had diarrhea, which isn't really in of itself the problem because it it was actually nice to us. It didn't do it on the the carpet. It did it on the floor, which is like a godsend. Like if you have pets, you know, like Mm -hmm. if they have an accident on the hardwood floor, that's fine. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. But like the problem is that my Roomba ran it over and was on (laughs) and was dragging it around the living room, like on my white wool carpet (laughs) and like on my, oh my God, it was so bad, Todd. It was so bad. I I envisioned the Roomba Roomba coming down the hall. Like I've mapped this whole shootout in my head. The Roomba's coming down the hallway unsuspecting. I've got like the the first person point of view on the Roomba coming down floor level. And then I just see it running into the shit and and smearing it all over your floor. Oh my God. It was was so bad. So anyway, I totally blew it. I forgot that we had anything planned because I was like taking 
well, first of all, I was like cleaning the carpets, cleaning the floor. But then I was like trying to disassemble the Roomba <laughs> to try to clean. And it has like the little sl- slatted, is that the right word for it? Like the tires are, are yeah. textured. Yeah. And like there's the little treads. nooks and crannies in like the wheel, like where the mm. wheel goes. And you have to take <laughs> the wheel out. And it's like on, it's, you, originally i thought like okay i'll be able to clean this and i it's just gonna it's trash it's just trashed it's been ruined there's <laughs> nothing i can do about it it's inundated with cat it's, shit that's poor Roomba, but at least you got more vacuums right yeah but the Roombas <laughs> are the useful ones the Roombas are the useful ones i but understand but now I'm scared because the, the whole point of the Roomba is you put it on the automatic schedule. But now I'm afraid to put it on an automatic schedule because I'm scared that the yes, animals might have an accident. If you're out or something happens, yeah. So, yeah, it's really it's a uh, it's a uh, it's fun. It's a real it's a real it's shit a, show at our house. It's a shitty situation. <laughs> it's a I shitty la- situation. I laughed so hard when you said that to me, and I was like, you know what? I I, I mean, I was fine anyway. I was like. <laughs> I said she might not find this so funny. I said, but this is such a great story that it makes up missing missing the the the, the call. I love the I, I love a good human story. That's a good that's a good story right there. That's authentic I, as you can get. I mean, you just can't make it up. You just, no, like, that's you can't what make, I, I was you, laughing you, so hard. Like I'm just sitting there, like this is not real life. <laughs> I. Uh... Like so, you said, I mean, I guess if it was gonna happen, it was better that it was the cat's shit and not the dog's shit. Because then I guess it would have been more of a mess. I don't know, but that's. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a whole other story. That's really not fun when she. Right. And then I feel bad because she has to sleep out on the deck, and <laughs> it just sucks. You know, it's never fun. I and then you feel bad like the dog's sick but you're yeah. also pissed because it's yeah. in your bed and <laughs> yeah. it's not yeah. the first time and... Yeah. and we our dog is a mute she literally doesn't make noise unless you play with her and she does a really cute little howl but she won't oh. tell us like she doesn't whine she doesn't whine she doesn't okay. so she doesn't and we gave her we have the bells you know mm-hmm. that they're supposed to ring but she just doesn't give us any kind of notification <laughs> like I'm like can you just talk to me tell me give me a sign she's... that you need to go outside oh, she's, she's giving you a sign alright it's too late that's too yeah. late yeah. So, yeah. it's been oh. fun I you know it's at least you know they might shit in the house and ruin the vacuum the expensive Mm. vacuum that you know (laughs) we got on like the black friday deal on amazon but hey they they make it worth it man exactly when when you when you when you're really mad at them just go back to like one of your facebook posts or instagram posts where your dog's laying on its back all spread out or when your cat my favorite one is like when your cat lays under your chin like when you're trying to work, you've had a couple oh, of those. Yeah. Those are those are amazing. <laughs> like just make yourself comfortable. Well, dude, he's like my devil <laughs> child. He's such an evil little creature. All he does is like knock stuff over and chew on cords, and you know he like any type of destruction. He's like Murphy's Law. We should have named him Murphy. <laughs> and uh, that's actually great. I might have to change his name to Murph. Um, Murph. But he, you know, he's a terrorist. <laughs> and he, like, even the dog, he just harasses the dog. I was going to ask you if they get along with each other. 
they do they really do but like when luna's tired he wants to play and he takes like chunks out of her skin i mean this dog is a saint she will not bite him she she just lets she just takes it but sometimes she wants to get away and she looks at me and her eyes are stressed i can tell she's so human like and (laughs) he just terrorizes her and then like and but then it's almost like he knows we're about to just open the front door. Just kidding. I would never do that. That's totally a joke. Please don't take that seriously. We would never. But um, but yeah, he, it's like almost like he knows that he pushed it too far. And then he'll come yeah. be so sweet and cuddle me or cuddle the dog. Like they all mm-hmm. they do is cuddle. Oh. I'll like look over, you know, I'll look over the ledge or I'll like catch them and they'll be like the cat will be like laying on the dog's head or yeah. I, they're just so freaking cute. That, um, that's really cute. When I was a, when I was young, we had a, a cat and a dog and they used to do like, it was always so cute. She used to like roll up in a ball, like in between his legs, like his front paws while he was sleeping and stuff. It's really cute when they, when you have, it's, it's awesome when you have a cat and a dog and they get along and they cuddle like that. And everything. They really can be very cute. Well, Luna's an animal lover, so I know I. That's why we got the cat is because I wanted her to have a companion, mm-hmm. and uh, the boy, the boyfriend wasn't into having another dog in the house. <laughs> he's, so. like, he's like, one dog shit in the bed's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we compromised, and I got a cat, and uh, it's been it's been fun times ever since. They definitely keep me entertained. They keep me on my toes. It's that's that it sound it sounds like they do and they, like I said they are they are highly entertaining like they they definitely um, they sorry in all but they steal the show whenever you put them on your story so um. that's okay it's allowed <laughs> I um I adopting animals is just the best thing for you know I can tell that they're happy I'm happy that we give them a home and honestly I this is like the corniest thing I hate it when people say it when they're like they saved us but it's true um like I said I really believe in mental health and mental well-being and I really think that my animals provide a lot of positive amazing mental health resources for me I I absolutely agree with that um pets are (laughs) pets that i i knew i feel the same way uh you know with with my dog it's it's actually helped i mean we've had her for a while but it's through the just having her around during the pandemic just kind of helps a little bit um pets are pets are great so i'm i'm right on board with you with that um Sarah, I appreciate you coming on and talking with us. I wish you nothing but the best. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch, but I know you're going to continue to have success. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get you back on the show again here soon. And we'll talk about how your success has gotten even further. In the meantime, I just wish you the best. Keep staying safe out there. And you and David, keep doing your thing, man. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Stay safe. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Take it easy. It's nice to talk to you. Bye. Today's Random thought. If you don't follow your dreams, regrets follow you. And that's today's Random Thought. All right, in this segment, we head to the banks of Lake Donnie. That's right. Let's go back to Season 1, Episode 9, which dropped on July 14th, 2020. And this was the memorable Area 52 reunion show. That's right. This was the first time that Donnie, Dana, and myself were all reunited on air 
since our Area 52 days over a decade ago, and we could not do that episode without reviving one of the most beloved characters from Area 52. So now, without any further ado, let's go to the very, very secluded banks of Lake Donnie. That's right, it is time for Fishing with Donnie. Welcome back into this special episode of Area 52 Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I am your host, Teal Double D, and alongside me is Dana. Hello. D, right now, we've got a special treat. No. Via satellite, here on the 5-2, let's go live to the secluded banks of Lake Donnie and catch up with our good friend, the Bassmaster. Are we, record- are we recording? Is this thing on? <laughs> it's, it's on. You can you can stop. Can y'all you can, can y'all can y'all hear me? <laughs> Bassmaster, how the hell are you, buddy? Uh, if you can hear me, okay. I'm doing pretty good, buddy. I'm doing pretty good. We've been uh, you know, quarantining. Yeah, yeah. Having a good old time. How's, how's pandemic life going for you? Besides making me wear a, a mask at the Dollar General in the fish camp, I'm doing okay. You know, I, 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 I think it's all a load of bollocks, you, but whatever. Were you, I was going to say, were you resistant to that at first? Yeah, what do I need? To, I'm, I'm going to deck the crickets? What the heck? You know? <laughs> for those who don't know, Lake Donnie is, is very, very secluded. Very. And uh, it's hard to get a boat out there. So, uh... Don't you tell them where it is, though. I, I won't. Your secret, your secret, your secret is, is safe with us. Um, Jed, Jed Knox at the fish camp has been trying to get me for years to tell him. I, I said, the only way you're going to get out there, boy, is by blind. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's, it's been a while since, since we've... We've heard from you, buddy, and, and you know, we, we couldn't do an Area 52 reunion show with, without you because, you know, fishing with Donnie was, was a huge part. Mm. Um, luckily, I, was, I, didn't know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to find you, Bassmaster, but uh, <laughs> cross my fingers, I was able to, to find you out there. I pinged a satellite and uh, was able to find you out there. On, uh, you, you moved into the technology. Age. Yeah, I got, a, I got a couple bars, you know. Ain't, ain't no, ain't no 5G going on right here. They kill all the fish. No 5G. 5G. Don't want any, you don't want them tracing you, right? No, no, they, they can't. The they will not. <laughs> they, 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 they will not. Um, so last time we, we the last time that I can remember uh, that we, we spoke with you, um, you were you were keeping an average of about 30 to 68 fish. Um, a yeah. decade later, has that gone up, gone down? Oh, it's it's gone it's gone up. What's sig- your average? It's, it's gone up significantly, and, and uh, what it what's happened is I've been blacklisted by other by other anglers because of my success. Uh, my Walmart my Walmart sales pitch didn't go that well because I think somebody from the inside had already been in there. I told him for twenty nine ninety seven, you guys could be as good as me. You remember that training video I did? It was state of the art. It was one of a kind. We, we almost had a sponsor that one time. Yeah, we were we were really close. Who was our spo- Who was that? Spo- <laughs> I don't know. They hung up on us. So, somebody got to him first. That's what always happens. 
we we but i mean you had that pine cone fishing technique that i just didn't i don't know how that didn't take the role well, what i did though is i combined it with belly fishing um what, what? yeah belly fishing <laughs> yeah it's well it's, it's, all, like, about, it's all about energy what belly fishing go ahead no, I want you to explain belly fishing yeah, and pine cone fishing to our too. It's real, <laughs> to our listeners. It's real simple. You, well, the the belly, the use a pine pine cone as bait. <laughs> Trixie, shut the heck up. Um, <laughs> Trixie, she's killing me. She's gonna she's scare the fish. Me. She's gonna scare Here the fish. A few of my ranch away. seeds. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You lay on your belly and you get a pine cone as bait. Did I put something else on there? I don't know. This was a while back. I've evolved it since then. I don't, I don't even use a fishing lure anymore. Uh, just go pick it up. Just swim out there and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, I combined the two. Do it on my belly. And uh, it just it's just a way to calm the fish so they don't get startled. I can't give everything away. Okay. Um, speaking of giving things away, I know you don't want to give anything away. Um, but my son Jonah has really taken to fishing. Um, do you have any advice that you'd like to give him? He's a, he's a young little young little whippersnapper. Uh, <laughs> just starting. Did out. you get him? A, you got him a tackle um, box. I did get him a tackle box. Okay. Yep. Uh, gummy worms. It does have. <laughs> Not for him. Not for him. Not That's for the him. biggest problem ah. kids have is they want to eat the daggone Boo. gummy worms. I mean, get an extra bag okay. for yourself if you're going to eat them, but don't eat the vicious gummy worms. Uh, ranch okay. seeds are for yourself, for, for love. Um, you know, and uh, you want you want non-scented pine cones. You don't want, you don't want like the Hobby Lobby cinnamon flavor, potpourri, lavender, fish I gotta actually go out into the woods and, and collect the pine cones, not go buy them at, not put my mask on. Then I'm already out. Hobby Lobby. Remember we did it. We did a show where we went to this little bitty holding pond, and next thing you know, they had alligators looking at us. I, I, I didn't think we'd have a fish in there, and we had <laughs> a little alligator. Do you do you remember? Do you remember your your mating call to the alligator? Uh, yeah, I could still do that actually. It's okay, not a mating call. It's I've, it's the call. It's the uh, with the babies. They get, it's a little grunting sound they do. My yeah. grandpa taught yeah, me that. He was an alligator hunter. His his, his grandpa. Yeah, uh, that's an honest. Thing. Yeah, he was. Oh no, it is an honest. Yeah. And and then the bassmaster does this, and guess what? The end result is the alligator swimming towards no. us. Yeah. Now. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can do. It. I can teach you. Oh my god. Hey, this gator wouldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't have bit your pinky off. He'd have tried. <laughs> is uh, it, it should should my son go? You know, immediately for the bass because I know it's hard to become a bass master. Is there have you taught have type you, of fish maybe that he should? Yeah, well, I mean, you get your bluegill, your brim. Uh, just gotta remember when you because those aren't as big as bass. You gotta hold them up for the camera with the angle that I showed, which would have been in my videos, which everybody would have known. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or if you would have caught one. <laughs> That was just a bad day. <laughs> okay. We don't talk about that. <laughs> All right. Have you have you been over to, to Vietnam anymore and practiced any of your techniques? I worked with uh, the great one Hung Lo in Vietnam, <laughs> and uh, 
I think that's his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> they, well, their names are similar. <laughs> one, one hung low. Okay. <laughs> oh, darling, your nails look beautiful. They look so pretty. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is better than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> I still have the legendary hat too that I used to wear. It. The the the. Did you, I, did, did you did you ever find your certificate that you were going to bring in and show us? Which one? Which certificate? I've had several since your then. Ba- but... <laughs> your bass, your bass mastery no. one. Uh, no, the, the original. No, the the gold plated one never did come in the mail. I, I still blame the United Postal Service for that one. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't find you. I think they sent it uh, yeah. to the wrong address. Most yeah. likely Maybe on purpose. <laughs> someone Maybe. else is now the Bassmaster? Not the that real guy? one. <laughs> not the real one. They, you know, not even a direct bloodline. <laughs> oh, God. Did you ever get your boat? I've had... Uh, I know you were saving your pants. Uh, yeah. You know, I've had a couple boats. I've, I just find them useless. You know, I don't need them. <laughs> You get me. All I need is a bank and a and a line, and I'll make it happen. <laughs> oh, well, Bassmaster, as as always, our time with us has been so well, special. Remember, well, when you, for Jonah, you know, get that tackle box set up right, sweetheart. I'm gonna get you. Just hold on. But uh, yeah, just get the tackle box set up right. Don't eat all all the all the fish's snacks, but get some for okay. yourself. And uh, unscented pine cones. Those are those are. The, I mean, that's the best advice I could give you. Teach them that. Teach them the proper belly fishing technique. That's crucial to his development as a bass master. Also known as an angler, but I prefer the term bass master. Hey, hey, are are, are they still? Uh, are, are you still blasting uh, Chattahoochee? And are they still biting to it, or has? Uh, yeah, boy, no, you know what I saw? I saw. I saw. Pardon me, darling. I, I saw uh, hey, Alan Jackson. She needs, she needs some help putting some bait on her lure. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have her do that real quick. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, write that down. If you can still take it to my YouTube videos, so I'll learn something. Listen, I'm coming. Right. I'll, I'll have him watch. Uh, Dana, do you have anything for the Bassmaster before we let him go? No, I just I wonder I wonder why he goes to such a secluded lake. I don't understand. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it's not that secluded anymore. Uh, if you have the right bloodlines, you can see where I fish. They sleep along the way, though, so they're not 100 percent sure. Hold on. Uh, uh, all right, Black. black, black I, I can't even talk anymore. All right, Bassmaster. It sounds like you got some pressing issues, uh, so we're we're gonna let you go and, and get back to it over there on the banks of Lake Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Thanks for having hey, me, guys. You stay, you, you stay safe and you keep wearing your mask. All right, right buddy. buddy. Y'all take care. <laughs> all right. Right, episode 48 is in the books. That's going to do it for another edition of Random Thoughts and the Best Regards. This anniversary edition. Yay, us. One year. One year of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. It's been a great ride. And here's to many, many more. I want to thank Saul for joining us today and uh, breaking down some NBA action and more specifically talking about the New York Knickerbockers. Uh, And I want to thank all of you 
uh, for not only tuning into this week's episode, but for every episode uh, in our existence this far. All 48 episodes, uh, one year spanning two seasons. I cannot thank you enough, and I just ask for your continued support, and I will keep doing my best to give you uh, the best content that, that I can provide, and hopefully you find it funny and entertaining, and you keep on coming back. So in the meantime, remember, tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes. Stay positive. Test negative. Do what you know is right, regardless of the choices others make. Say I love you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And be kind to one another. Don't count the days. Make the days count. Remember to look down the side streets, because that's where the best stories are. And when you come to the fork in the road, take it. Thanks for listening to my dad's show.